1: it's It's funny i I was having lunch earlier and these two sweet girls sent me a cocktail over and i was like thank you i'll see you tonight are you gonna be the drunk girls in the front they're like no we're cheap we bought tickets way up there oh hi now i get it represent
0: yeah Yeah. there's no need to go broke for a live podcast that's insane (laughs) fucking live your life up there yeah Listen to other podcasts while you're there. <laughs>
1: Get shit done. Mm-hmm. Catch up. How <laughs> it's it's we're in Georgia and my name <laughs> is Georgia. We got it. The southern hospitality. I, mean... I
0: swear to God. I mean, this isn't. We just got here, so this is from last night in uh, New Orleans. But <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. I'm developing a weird stage personality, and she says stuff like that. (laughs) Okay, girl. Um, No, but we were—we got there. It was nighttime. They didn't have room service. I ordered from a restaurant called Daisy Dukes. God bless it. (laughs) (laughs) Just a small pair of jeans,
1: fried. Fried jeans, Mm. side okra. Um, And it's also like, this is what you're not going to be able to wear when you eat this of food. (laughs) I saw that menu. (laughs) Shit. When there's inside orders, when chili cheese fries is listed in side orders, you know you're in fire fucking treat. Do you want to,
0: are you getting an entire fried cod? Yeah. Well, get some fucking chili cheese fries (laughs) on the side. (laughs) Treat yourself. Um... So, I went down to get it, and when I went back into the elevator, a guy walked into the elevator with me, and he was laughing, and this because he was walking like Pigpen in this huge cloud of weed, <laughs> like, and he gets in the elevator with me, he goes, man, it smells like weed around here, <laughs> which of course made me laugh really hard, yeah. so then he saw that I wasn't a narc, and... And then he did one of my favorite checkouts of all time. He, because he started from the back. He goes, what's up, girl? (laughs) No face at all. He didn't give a shit. He didn't didn't care about all this work that Mm -hmm. I do. Here's what he cared about. You laughed at his joke. I laughed at his dumb fucking joke. And you have a butt. Was, that's it. He could easily assume I was high as well. Yeah, and he was like, "I see that butt you got back there, girl." <laughs> it was hilarious. But so I how? called the police and I had him <laughs> arrested on two counts. But how were the chili cheese fries? But, oh my god, there was a strange. Everything in New
1: Orleans has a red shit sprinkled on it, and I'm, <laughs> that's not. That's so. not For me. Do you know what I love about the South and places like this is that... Because we're from Los Angeles where, like, everything is fucking gluten-free and vegan. And you have to ask... Is this vegetarian? If you don't want it to be vegetarian, you have to ask and make sure there's fucking meat on it. I need gluten in mine, please. I need gluten and I need protein <laughs> no. in animal form. But here you everything has meat even if it's like like I got cheese enchiladas at lunch covered in meat sauce. Like that was the best. Like a bolognese on top of some yeah. enchiladas. Chili Shit. con carne. It was like the it was like any you could just see a girl or a guy, you know, either one. In Los Angeles, losing their shit. Yes. That it didn't say on the menu that there's meat happening. I didn't realize I was going to be in a room with meat. Excuse me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This building is meat-free. It's my favorite. I love it. You know what? Now that I think about it, because I got collard greens in my room. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I should be applauded for that. Absolutely. (laughs) I've earned it. And... When it came, it honestly looked like a side of ham with some greens in it. It really did. I'm I'm fucking into it, dude.
1: So much ham hocks in there. When I was when I was at lunch, speaking of lunch, this is a lunch podcast. This is a lunch podcast. If it's anything, there was a dude. uh, We were at the Spin's Arms, sitting at the bar, and there was like a couple over here that sat down, and like they were not. They were from somewhere where like houses are spread apart and their bar and their ranch. I don't know. The country? Yeah. Okay. He, I mean, the look on his face when the woman serving him told that they didn't have like Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, any fucking (laughs) normal beer, silent when she was like, did you want something? Like he was so angry. Yes. It was pretty amazing. That
0: might've been my dad. (laughs) Because I swear to God, we've left restaurants if they
1: don't have Budweiser. I swear to God. When she, and then and then she was like, we have... He's like, give me a Corona. And she was like, okay, um, we have Corona on draft or we have Corona extra in the bottle. And he was so mad that he had to answer another fucking question. <laughs> he literally, when she walked away, she was just like, I don't know, what, why do I have to answer 40 questions for a beer? It was my favorite thing ever. Was he
0: bald with a mustache? I swear to God. <laughs> my dad's here.
1: <laughs> oh... Oh, Oh. family. Let's get into the family hour. You guys, family stuff. Stop talking about lunch stuff and go to dinner, (laughs) brunch, Waffle House. Oh fuck! (laughs) You guys. Oh yeah. You go. This is how LA we are. You go. Oh, we can go there for brunch tomorrow. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't think
0: they do that. This may have happened here, so I'm probably telling you, and we probably talked it on the podcast, but it's my favorite story to the point where, if you've all heard it already, but there's only five people that haven't, I think it's worth telling. Did you hear the story about the guy that went to Waffle House one night, and when he got in there, everyone was asleep? Everyone that worked there was asleep. So he made his own breakfast. That's the America I want back. Uh huh. Now we go political! Hey!
1: No. <laughs> Let's talk about our outfits. Great. You lead, you have to lead. Me? Yeah. Well, I'm only wearing 1970s and 80s dresses from now on because there's just so much elastic happening in this yes. fucking way. Yes,
0: girl. Yes, look at her man. Look at her. Ooh. Yes, spin it. Look at her manage that office at IBM, girl. <laughs> yes,
1: get that phone tree together. Hey, hey please. please hold. Sorry, I'm please. rolling calls. I can't talk right now. Uh, when I wear heels, I wanna—I just feel like a little kid in my my mom's heels, and just want to do like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then I got my never-ending story fucking pendant. So magical. How about you? Well.
0: Yes. No, no, Two please. Uh, I hate unearned <laughs> clapping. Um, I have a—I was just kidding. I have a dress that I brought on this one, this tour that I that worked out great on the last leg, the Phoenix Vegas leg. Oh, dudes, that was insane. But in between, I washed it. So. <laughs> Last night, we were, like, standing on stage in New Orleans, and I was just like, this is shorter. (laughs) Luckily, I had these insane quadruple-ply Spanx tights on. They were, like, they were made of this. It was like wearing this tablecloth as tights. So nothing happened, but um, as we were getting ready, you know, merely 10 minutes ago, I was like, not putting that dress on again. I just... I can't. It's short enough so that I just kind of look like a toddler that <laughs> wandered on stage with makeup on. Talk about like wearing your mom's outfit. Just like oh, I have a dress on. It's a romper.
1: <laughs> and then, but look how I don't want these shoes on anymore now. Take them off. Nah, no. I feel fucking fancy. It's fine. I feel fancy. I we. Do. You're going to keep them? Yeah, Okay. for now. What about at some point in the show, you're allowed
0: to stop everything uh-huh. and say, it's time for me to take these shoes off. Yeah. And when you do, someone wins $10,000. Oh, my
1: God! <laughs> I did that at a show before. I took my shoes off, and then halfway through, it felt really fucking weird and uncomfortable because I had bare feet on a stage, and then I was like, what are creeps here? And uh... <laughs> This is wrong. Google search, Georgia Hart's Stark feet. It's a thing. It is a thing. Um,
0: If I took my shoes off on stage, it would look like a buffalo. (laughs) I think that's the most accurate. There's a whole... There's a hoofness to my feet. There's a winter untended... I'm always like, oh shit, I gotta bring these somewhere. I gotta get someone to do something. But I
1: don't Um, care. Well, Stephen should do your name. That's his new job! Nice one. Nice. Stephen, that's your new job. He's not here. He's probably listening at home. Oh! Oh! Stephen! He does nothing. My cats are not gonna take care of themselves. So many photos. Today, um, Stephen and I decided what houses uh, the cats belong to in the Harry Potter world.
0: Sorry, what's this again?
1: What'd well, you say? he sent me a photo of the three cats and, I, and Dottie had this look in her face and I was like, she's totally a Slytherin. And he was like, yeah. And Elvis is this and <laughs> Mimi's that. And it's like, I, it's true. You know what I mean? Elvis is Gryffindor? Yeah, yeah. Of course he's fucking Gryffindor. <laughs> Mimi's Hufflepuff. Yeah! Of course, like it's just so obvious when you think when you know your your pets are like well these are the houses they're in totally.
0: <laughs> the feeling I have right now is the feeling that uh, uh, probably most of the younger people in this audience have when I talk about like the Dukes of Hazard or something, <laughs> where you're just like I don't really know what any of this is. <laughs> yeah, you didn't read it to your niece. I, did, I read the books. She wrote read those herself. She wrote them. She wrote. Oh, I'm sorry. My niece is J.K. (laughs) Rowling. I should have started with that. No, no. I mean, I read the books, but I don't remember the personal qualities that it takes. I know Slytherin's evil. Yeah. And Gryffindor is what you want. Not evil. I'm sorry. Uh, Devious. Uh, (laughs) Self-efficient. Blonde-haired, slicked back. What the fuck? (laughs) I can't remember the quiz. Sorry. (laughs)
1: He's not. Stephen's not here. We already told you that. Yeah, yeah. Told you that. Oh, did we tell you this is my favorite murder? Oh, it's a. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what we.
0: Thank that's you. That's what we missed. That's Karen Kilgariff. That's Georgia Hardstark. And we are in
1: Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Man, you guys, you have a lot of murders. <laughs> <laughs> We, choices. There's options. some cities we go to where we're like I couldn't find anything. What the fuck. Nope, not here. No. <laughs> no. It was like we could have done a week long run <sighs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> Do you want to sit down? <laughs> to. Oh, look at these. I know. What? Is this whole place futuristic? Is this
0: the Starship Enterprise? Oh, my God. Ugh. Actually, these chairs go with your dress really good. Do
1: they? Yeah. Oh, they do. I look like I'm from the 70s future. Right? <laughs> like when I touch this, boop, it like boop. something happens. Yes, Captain. Yes, that's right. That's your Yes, Captain necklace. That's my Yes, Captain. <clears throat>
0: Murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So
1: go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again,
0: don't forget, the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Oh, I'm first tonight. Oh, are
1: you? Oh, cool. Yeah
0: we've uh thank you we've lost all track of who goes when why uh we tried to make up systems that you don't decide we (laughs) we try we try to figure it out we try to figure out what we should base it on if if it's our experience if it's your listening experience none of it tracks like none none of it adds up but we always yell at steven about it yeah it's always (laughs) steven's fault (laughs) And Steven's like, I don't know. I don't know the answer. You change the fucking rules every day.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to read 20,000 emails. And these cats are not going to Instagram themselves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like in those Instagram stories, it's always, there's always Steven, he's always saying some one weird little thing in the background. You know what I mean? Elvis, Elvis, Elvis. It's like you're seeing a cat just sit there, like lick its own hand, and then you hear, like,
1: <laughs> a cat lick its own hand what if a cat just had a hand uh. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 fingers. I'm a cat here's my hand I just talked yeah. into this bottle of water <laughs> I, you know what I expected it to work did you? Yeah. <laughs> I really sold it? yeah
0: it's great. <laughs> oh, shit. We should have brought our headset mics. Oh, man. I wonder if those are wireless. Like, if he bought us the kind we could I, actually use in concert. I don't think he
1: did. And can we tell you guys something? He hasn't set them up yet. I don't think they work. They're not real. <laughs> I don't think they're real. I, I, th- th- I think he, they're candy. I think he bought them. We opened
0: them. We love them. We gave them to him, and he returned them. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Steven. Steven.
0: There is someone here that didn't want to come tonight but came anyway who has no No. fucking clue. Hates our guts. What's happening? Why? Anyone gives a shit. Who the fuck is Steven? You you there. Why are they so mean to him? I mean, you're being mean and you're just yelling, Steven, that's not a show. Is Steven a cat? You hired a cat to sit your other cat, dude. The
1: smartest cat. That cat. He can open a bag of cat food. He can pour it. <laughs> it's like when we when we were like nine and we got hired to babysit a baby. Yes, because <laughs> that's what happened in the eighties. And so anyway,
0: walk that half mile down to the Rutherford's house. Yeah, and take care of an infant. An infant. We're gonna go drink for nine hours. <laughs> See you at Christmas. Okay. Um, Yeah, shh. (laughs) Someone real bossy down in the middle. Um, Well, okay. So, in looking up these stories, and Stephen did send me, of course, like 20 insane choices where I was like, ooh, ugh, ugh, every single thing I looked at, and then out of the blue mm. my sister emailed me no message no mm. even message in the subject line mm. of the email it was just this link and then I clicked it open and it was this article and it was an article from Mysterious Universe uh, um, yes that's a good one yeah so I was like this is the shit and it turned out it is so most of the information I'm about to read you is from this article from Mysterious Universe um, that's written by Brett Swanser um and it is about The Curse of Lake Lanier.
1: Oh shit! Is it, uh... Is the curse McMansions? Yes.
0: It's the, it's the curse of living in a gorgeous, gorgeous lakeside community. Uh-huh. Oh, is it the Ugh. golf course? Is the golf course haunted? Yeah, is that what it is? It's when you are cursed of uh, the curse of Lake Lanier, you have to golf oh. for
1: 90 years straight. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. man. You just golf and golf, golf and golf. It's so crazy. I'm into it. Kay. So Stephen's like, I spent fucking three hours finding murders for you, <laughs> and you didn't use one again. That's
0: right. And my sister cuts the line yeah. and is like, do this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, because <laughs> she's my older sister, and I'm forced to do everything yeah. she says. All right. That's right. So, I don't have to tell you guys, but I do have to tell the girl from California. Please. So, just 45 minutes north.
1: I forgot a tissue. Oh, do you, does anyone have a tissue for Georgia? <laughs> Hopefully in the front oh row. Oh my God, you're an angel, baby. <laughs> I forgot mine. Oh, I'll take both. I'll take both. Thank you guys so much. I just have to say that literally seven hands went up in the air. <laughs> Listen, I'm working on it. Okay, and I was—it's just a—it's a, a hard. Show. Hey, you're not alone. I know. Thank Clearly. you. Clearly. Oh God. Okay. Okay.
0: I guess I have to start again. Sorry. Forty-five minutes, Nora. <laughs> okay. I'm here with you. Of Atlanta. Okay. Uh
1: is the jewel of North Georgia. Is that true? I don't, that's, it said that on a website. Everyone not from there is like, fuck, no.
0: (laughs) If you believe that Coors Light cans are jewels, then yes. (laughs) Right? Girl, I know lake life. I know that lake life. Oh yeah. You got to be filled to the brim with that Coors Light. Get out on your pontoon boat. Do your thing. (laughs) It's 38,000 acres Mm -hmm. of water for boating, for swimming. Someone wrote drinking water. (laughs) (laughs) What? Makes it sound like you go there to just be like, oh, shit. Thank God we're here. (laughs) (laughs) And then you go home. Yeah. It's drinking water. Ew. No, no, no. Oh. You don't scoop it out right behind the guy that just fucking like swam through (laughs) with zinc on his nose. Okay. There's also hydroelectric power coming out of there. There's a big dam. Got it. It's an exciting place. I don't know that much about it. I'm really trying to sell it as if I'm an expert. Okay. And I am in the way that you are when you cut and paste things. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Like, for instance, it has 8 million visitors annually. Wow. Yes. And uh, it's also known to be the deadliest lake in (gasps) Georgia.
1: No way. Yes, way. Ooh, don't go there. (laughs) Like, it's a really easy solution. Now, I read...
0: So, of course, there's this amazing Mysterious Universe article, and then there was lots every time that I Googled it. There's one article that I found, uh, that was so fucking funny. I believe it may have been in the Atlanta Journal Constitution. <laughs> but someone went up there to be like, you know, the curse of Lake Lanier. And there's a woman who, Oh, I thought you said something to me. It was my own voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit. It's kicking in. It's the last show. Tonight's the last show. Every uh. time we do a show, we put acid in one of the bottled waters. <laughs> Can you guys hear me talking? <laughs>
0: um, so they interview, this, the reporter talks to a lady who has a houseboat on the lake, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> they're talking about uh, everything, uh, all of it, and she says, just because you buy a boat don't mean you get common sense with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fucking truer words. <laughs>
0: Words. So part of the reason it's the deadliest lake in Georgia is because it has it's the one that's most visited mm. and because they make these speedboats now. Mm-mm. So there's fucking people filled with Keystone lights that are <laughs> jamming out. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then there's like of course you know people trying to swim and families and all this stuff so it's like it's a very bad combination there was also in the comment section of something they were like they were talking about yeah it's like if you drank a six-pack and then just went driving it's that that's why it the the numbers are so high comparatively to other lakes but also (laughs) (laughs) it's not just that Uh uh-uh uh for this lake was not made by god No. No. But by the will of man. Ooh.
1: And so it is an unnatural lake Ooh. in every way. God is pissed. He's like, "I fucking told you how many lakes she could have." I make the fucking lakes. You don't gonna just choose. I make the lakes. Yes. You don't make the fucking lakes. Yes.
0: Well, Georgia says, "Yes, we do." Because those uh Little what look like little islands uh-huh. are actually the peaks of the foothills that used to be <gasps> in that area. Oh my gosh. That they flooded Great to make this lake with our houses down there. Yeah, and they still are. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite thing. In right? The fucking world. Right? Yes. There are ghost underwater ghost towns at the bottom of
1: Lake Lanier. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's underwater houses. So your, your sinkholes are my underwater ghost town. Is that true? Like I just want to start crying right now, and then swim through my tears to an underwater ghost town. Okay, then maybe we should. Can we go to the next slide just so oh Georgia can see? Oh God, That's not that not one. It.
0: <laughs> now I don't think this is from Lake Lanier. <laughs> I just love it. They were into Spanish style? It was, uh, there's a a Mayan temple down there. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Georgia, I didn't know you guys were so progressive back then. (laughs) But I mean, this is the feeling you get, right? Definitely. I had it in there as I had it on my document for so long and I was like god I have to figure out what that fucking building is and I would look it up and there'd be pick I would like click on the picture to like bring you to the website and then it'd be like sunken things from around the world no (laughs) I think it might be in Mexico I'm not sure so but anyhow But picture that as a big red barn. Okay. (laughs) Right? It's more like that. It was all farms. Yeah, yeah. It was, um... They had to move 250 families. They had to move 15 businesses. Um... And they were all evacuated, but they left everything there. So they didn't evacuate it. And then like, now let's tear all these things down. So they say, if you were able to walk along the lake bottom and not kick up any silt. Right. I don't think it's clear, but (laughs) you would basically be walking through ghost town. Dream. My dream. A dream of life. They didn't move the houses. They didn't move any of the buildings. It's all intact. They didn't move the twenty cemeteries that are down there.
1: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> they didn't move the
0: cemeteries. They claim to have moved the bodies. Oh, what do also we have poltergeist? They only move the headstones.
2: They only move
0: the headstones. There hasn't been an underwater ghost town around here for twenty-five years. <laughs> Okay, 25 years is <laughs> not that long ago yeah I just realized that I've been saying 25 years and it's, very, it's a short amount of time <laughs> for the uh, haunted minor to be referring to something I've got to kill that character off no okay.
1: please <laughs> never okay
0: So here's why people... Here's why there's a lot of legend and a lot of storytelling around this lake. Because there are people who have almost drowned in the lake who talk about having felt Mm -mm. unseen Mm -mm. hands pulling them down under the water. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-huh. Locals talk of boats capsizing for no reason, rogue waves kicking up out of nowhere. Don't put your finger in my water. <laughs> I'm trying to give you the sensation of here's you on a boat. I'm the rogue wave. No!
1: Can I just tell you, I've never seen Karen wash her hands before. <laughs> I'm a walker. I'm not a washer. <laughs>
0: Okay, rogue rogue waves. Rogue waves kicking up out of nowhere. Yeah. Strong swimmers drowning who were close to shore in calm conditions. Don't like it. They don't talk about sobriety. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be that way about it, but... Yeah. There's an element that's... Often there are a couple elements left out of ghostly stories. Yeah. For fun. (laughs) Um... (laughs) There was actually a really good. Somebody. To, there's an anecdote in one of these articles about a guy saying that he was sitting on the lake fishing and he was watching a duck that was just kind of floating by him, swimming, and all of a sudden the duck went underwater. Oh no! He didn't stick his head underwater the way ducks do, like, oh, there's the thing I'm going to go dive under. He just got pulled underwater and never came back oh, up. Oh, duck hunting. Uh, <laughs> That's the most haunted duck in the state of Georgia. Okay. So near the Buford Dam, the water, yeah, let's give the Buford Dam a hand. (laughs) It's the reason you have electricity. I am assuming. I read one, two articles. Um, the Buford Dam, the water is over 200 feet deep. Uh, the person, I think it was, uh, I'll tell you, it was Dan Brown who was writing for the Gwinnett Citizen. He made. Gwinnett?
1: Gwinnett! What if
0: there was like seven more options of what that pronunciation could be? (laughs) You got it on the first guess. Gwinnett? No, I got it on the second (laughs) guess. Well. So he said, to make, just to make that clear, it's, uh, That's as deep as the Statue of Liberty is tall. Whoa. Right? Fuck.
1: I I didn't realize 200
0: was that many.
1: (laughs) What? Does it ever scare you, the idea of, like, swimming in a really deep place? For some reason, even though it's like... You
0: know what I mean? Well, in growing up, we went to a place called Blue Lake in California. And uh, up in Lake County, (laughs) where I learned all my lake lessons. Um, And... It, they, uh, comparatively a tiny lake it was really small and we used to from like the cabin that we used to rent we would swim down to a place called the Narrows which was the bar the only thing there was a bar at the end of the lake mm. but that was like a crazy swim where like someone would row in a boat next to you and you just see how long you could swim basically that sounds chill But right? Yeah. you can only play Clue so many times before <laughs> you're like okay let's swim the entire lake <laughs> But a couple times while I was swimming, doing that, you just get this weird feeling, right? Yeah. Okay. So now cut to that's like when I was a teenager. Now cut to when I first moved to LA. I was reading a book called *Mysterious California*, Ew. <laughs> self-published, and <laughs> and so they list all the places that are like weird or haunted in California. And I, as I'm reading, flip to it says Blue Lake, California. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, they the. It has a Loch Ness Monster in it. What? That the entire town uh, was... They were down where the Narrows Bar is. The entire town, which was like 75 people, were there for 4th of July. Uh-huh. And they had put fireworks out onto like a little... like. Uh, float and had it a little bit offshore uh-huh. and as they were there watching the fireworks go off a, a, like a no. large sea serpent brought its head up and looked at everyone on the shore and swam away. He fucking went
1: like this, he double like, get fucking get out of my lake. everyone off. They were like keep it down yeah. My serpent kids are sleeping.
0: (laughs) But they said there's parts of Blue Lake that can't be measured, and that that's where I got my theory of underground lakes connecting and holding
1: brontosauri. (laughs) You're saying that as if it's like, you know this thing that's insane that I believe I wrote my thesis
0: a couple years ago (laughs) about how all lakes are connected underground and hold dinosaurs. So what? (laughs) <laughs> if it's not true. I also would like to remind you this, m- there's might be a couple people in this audience right now who are going insane because there was a movie in 1999 starring Annette Benning and Robert Downey Jr. called In Dreams. Do you remember it? Mm-hmm. And it was about Annette Benning was psychic and she was psychically connecting to a serial killer uh-uh. and also having visions of a sunken underground mm-hmm. town. And it was because the, t- it, the, Things were happening in a sunken underground town. Got it. I I saw it in 1999. I was on a lot of drugs, (laughs) but I highly recommended it so bad. I and I think also Robert Downey Jr. was also on drugs at the time. Oh right, check it out. (laughs) Sorry, I should have taken that part off of this page. (laughs) unnecessary. One, a thing that is down there for real though, can we skip to the next uh, one, is the Looper Speedway. So there's an entire racetrack um, that was very popular here it, uh, in the, you know, 40s I guess. Sure. Um, and it's completely submerged, but there was a really bad drought in 20, 2007, I think. And uh the water came down and exposed the fucking Looper Speedway. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um and you know all your favorites used to race on the Looper Speedway oh. Eddie Samples and Chester Barron out oh of Cornelia and <laughs>
1: that one is my favorite Gober Soseby. Oh Gober. <laughs> Or goober. There's not two O's. Goober's better, but it's spelled Gober. Well, salsa V, no
0: matter what, right? So. That's golden. Uh, and there's also a, a racer named a woman named Sarah Christian who actually used oh. to win at that I guess racetrack. Did. Right? That's fun. That's a fun feminist moment. Yeah. <laughs> there also are enormous catfish in this lake. Okay. Uh, now. Most lakes have stories of like we oh yeah, had the biggest catfish. Everyone's freaking out. Here's the story for Lake Lanier. There's a chicken truck, a truck that's delivering live chickens. Okay. It goes off the road and into the lake. Oh no! And You're free. <laughs> right. When the divers go down to to see if there's I don't know any survivors or check out the wreckage or whatever. They see, the story goes, that they see catfish the size of 12-year-old boys in a feeding frenzy, swallowing chickens' whole. What the
1: fuck? Those poor chickens are like, we're ducks now, yay! (laughs) And then it's like, catfish? Mm -mm, Your feed, baby. Shit, man. I love that.
0: There was also a kind of similar story of divers that had to go down and inspect the dam. And they, when they got down there, they saw catfish the size of... Volkswagens is what they said What? and both of those stories ended in the diver who was telling a story going and I said I would never go into that lake again or I'm like (laughs) this is the same story with different nouns (laughs) but still yeah Page nine. Okay. <laughs> so, one of the big legends and ghost stories about Lake Lanier is The Lady of the Lake. So, in, uh, and this is, this is, I'm just reading you from, uh, Mysterious Universe because, uh, he did it, he did it right. Um so in April of 1958 a young woman who worked at Riverside Military Academy her name was Delia Parker Young and she and her friend Susie Roberts are going to go out on the town in Susie's 1954 Ford and uh they never come back. Uh-uh. Um so when they investigate it they discover that they uh Delia and Susie has had visited a gas station that night and left without paying. Um ladies I mean It's it's just a thing girls love to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The only clue um, about where they were was a set of skid marks across the road that seemed to suggest that the car had skidded off Linear Bridge and into the lake below. But the divers who were brought in to search for them couldn't find the car. Because it's bad visibility, water's murky, and there's tons and tons of sheared off trees that are on the bottom of the lake. Okay. Um, and, that the was the, and the catfish. And the catfish, yeah. who stand guard <laughs> over anything that falls into the lake. Got it. And they hide it with their arm like this. Like... <laughs> I haven't seen anything. <laughs> it's probably, maybe over there. <laughs> By the chicken bones Um, (laughs) so for 18 months um, they couldn't find the women or the car in the lake and then a fisherman named C.A. Simpson uh, he's just fishing one day and the body (gasps) just rises to the top of
1: the
0: water Uh, that's not cool it is not cool So it was at the body of a young woman, and she was missing two toes from the left foot and both hands. Ah! It was never ascertained why the body was missing hands or toes or what the cause of death was, and there was no way to identify her. So she was buried in an unmarked grave in the Alta Vista Cemetery, and it was not the fucking catfish.
1: (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) It probably was the catfish. She's on your side, but she'll never let you know. Damn
0: it. Certainly don't want you telling me about my own <laughs> fucking story that somebody else's. Okay. <clears throat> the body of Susie Roberts and her car are missing despite repeated searches until November of 1990. What? Yes. And they're expanding linear bridge and the construction cr- crews were dredging the bottom of the lake so they could put in the pillars for the bridge and they uncover a rusted out hulk of a 1954 Ford Ugh. inside or the remains of a human body
1: Fuck, these are my other f- oh man like not favorite you know what I mean right it's we use that word very loosely yeah. on this podcast uh, oh I love those
0: stories so much they break my heart why because it was gone for years and years so long yeah And then you, okay, go on. (laughs) So the body was decomposed to the point of being unidentifiable, but there were belongings a purse, rings, and a watch, so it was conclusively proven to be Susie Roberts. Um, So, in the light of this discovery, um, they realized the other body must have been Delia Parker Young, and they end up burying them side by side and changing her headstone Mm. so it's not unidentified. Mm. So, these deaths are what spawned the biggest legend of Lake Lanier, um, the Lady of the Lake. So people say that they have seen a ghostly young woman dressed in a blue dress, missing her hands, <gasps> walking up and down the length of Lanier Bridge. Um, and Can you they, imagine? You're just driving along? Mm, yeah. Playing wow. uh, Tom Petty's American Girl? Yes. Right? That's how this scene always starts. Yeah. What's mm, 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 mm. that? Why is she? You shouldn't walk it now. Holy <laughs> She's see-through. She's see-through. <laughs> the ghost wears a blue dress. Delia Parker Young was wearing a blue dress the night that she uh, disappeared. Oh no! And the and the wandering lady has no hands. <clears throat> this one's creepier and worse because it's real. It's over. Put it out of your mind. Now we're doing this. Please. Please keep up, Balcony. (laughs) Oh, they're here. It's fine. Okay. So this is the story of the death of Kelly Nash. So on January 5th, 2015, this just happened, 25-year-old Buford man, Kelly Nash, went missing from his home. He'd woken up in the middle of the night, like at four in the morning, he said to his girlfriend, I feel really sick, I think I have to go to the doctor, and then they both went back to sleep. And when his girlfriend woke up at 7.30 in the morning, Kelly wasn't there, and he hadn't taken his wallet, his ID, or his keys. Uh, so... When he hadn't come back that, by that night, um, his girlfriend called the police and it's just, they discovered that a nine millimeter pistol was missing from the house, but nothing else was out of place and nothing else was missing. And there was a massive search launched and, uh, friends, family, the police, they had cadaver dogs. They searched everywhere. There was a $50,000 reward for him. There was no trace of his whereabouts anywhere. And then a month later, his decomposed body was found by a fisherman please don't let it be C.A. Simpson. God, she is damn it. It's like he had finally gone back out on the lake. Yeah. After 40 years of like, I can't, it's. <clears throat> okay, this is what's super creepy though. Kelly Nash uh, was found wearing his pajama pants and the t-shirt that he was oh wore to God. bed that night. And he had a single gunshot wound in his head, but there were n- was no other trauma on the body, no sign of any kind of fight or anything at all. And the crime was never solved, and it no one could figure out why he would get up in the middle of the night, how he ended up there, whether it was suicide or if it was foul play.
1: <gasps> Scary.
0: Yeah. And then this is the, the last one, and it is another unsolved case, and it's Hannah True Love's murder. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the way to heckle is to apologize immediately afterwards. She yelled, Go, Bitch. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: We'll talk about it later. In August of 2012, a man walking through the woods near Lanier Lake Club Apartments found the body of 16-year-old Hannah Trulove, mm. who was stabbed to death only hundreds of yards from her home. Her mother reported her missing the night before when she didn't come back from her friend's house. And the police interviewed everybody, her friends, everybody that lived in the apartment complex, and no one had seen anything. The only lead that they got was there was a man in a silver four-door car that had been seen around the apartment complex around the time that Hannah disappeared. And in the days before her death, she had been tweeting things. She tweeted that she thought she had a stalker. Mm. She tweeted that she had to get out of this apartment complex. Mm. And then she tweeted, so scared. (gasps) The police say that when they looked into those tweets, asked her friends and family about them, they say that it turned out to just be teenage drama stuff. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I mean, not that I... The the policeman in this article that I read, there was a couple who's so dedicated so dedicated to finding out who killed her. He keeps a PlayStation on his desk because that was the the, the way that she uh, communicated. And when I read that, it, the first, of course, reaction is like, no, it is not fucking yeah. drama. And if somebody tweets that they think they have a stalker, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, you have to give people the benefit of the doubt if they're professionals sure. and they look into something. Sure. Hopefully. But her father said uh, that she made no mention of being under duress and didn't seem any different in the days before her death. But she lived with her mother at those at that apartment complex. So I, maybe he... Maybe yeah. he didn't know her day-to-day right. as well. So the case is still open. The fifth anniversary of her murder, the police, uh, which was last year, last summer in August, um, the police once again renewed the search told everybody please if you because they were saying enough time has passed now where people who may have been covering for someone uh-huh. at the time uh-huh. or knew something that they thought they couldn't say they you could have had a falling out with that person there's all these things like if if you know anything at all there's reward money and they want any information that they can yeah. um, so they're still looking for it and they especially want to know if anyone knows anything about the man in the silver four-door car Oh my God, scary. And that is the curse and the scariness of Lake Lanier.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. We're never going there. (laughs) Sorry. I booked a trip for us. (laughs) We're staying at an Airbnb. It's underwater. (laughs) It's quaint as fuck. (laughs) Wow, that's terrifying. I know. It's crazy. Places are
0: haunted and I hate it. Okay. Also... Wear a life jacket when you go boating. Oh. I know it's nerdy, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's, I read so many terrible like deaths and children and Shh. you know, it's like it's like drunk people and families fucking everybody's Colliding. Just converging in the worst way. Yeah.
1: No, stay home everyone. <laughs> Again, I have to tell people to stop doing outdoor activities. <laughs> yes. Indoor. Indoor. Yes. It's the best. It's the safest place you can be. Oh, my God. Tidal wave. (laughs) 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 Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) Okay.
2: Go to your happy place for a happy
1: price. Go to your happy price, price line. And I, okay, so my story is old timey. Okay. Um, and <laughs> it, it's, it's, it takes place in a place where I know there was a, murder, a murdering meetup today, a big one, Macon, Georgia. Oh! We saw the photos of the cupcakes. They looked fucking delicious. Your baseball shirts. I, I hope all you brought us one. Great job, everybody. There you go. <laughs> the only like five of them came. The rest are just so drunk. <laughs> you, go for, you go for me and yell really loud. <laughs> Did you see there was a car full of murderinas on their way here and they got in a hit-and-run car accident? What? <laughs> are they here? They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They were just like, they're fine. They're, they're fine. fine. Yeah so you just hit that car and fucking drove away it's awful everyone was i was laughing about it not realizing that people were, were like because i know they're fine and i was like oh my god no they're fine <laughs> i think there they are no they're they're here yeah yeah, yeah they're here oh, they oh. weren't sure if they could make it <laughs> they all have neck braces on <laughs> yay true crime is the best <laughs> All right, Macon, Georgia. Uh, it's about 85. Okay, well, th- let me tell you this is the story of uh, Anjet Lyles. murderess, A murderess. Great. Okay, so Macon, Georgia is about 85 miles south of Atlanta. Oh, other direction. Uh, mm hmm. Is and it the jewel of the south? It's the heart of Georgia. Oh, girl. You got the jewels, I got the heart. Yeah. And together, there's a heart and jewels. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm never gonna be able. What's her name? The the one that makes that shitty necklace every year at Christmas? (laughs) Jacqueline Whatever. This is my heart. My heart.
1: Just one of you. Just one. Just just one. one, Just one person say it. Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. (laughs) Somebody's from the theater over here. Mm,
0: Jane Seymour.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. And Jet Donovan. This table is something it? else. <laughs> <laughs> they got this off a <laughs> of school bus.
0: We just need it for one Steven, night. Steven, fix a <laughs> fucking
2: table down Tighten there. Tighten this shit
1: down, Steven. Can you please? <laughs> um, so in 1925, she's born reasonably well off in Macon. Um, I think if I were from Georgia, I would say it better. I think you're supposed to be more like chill Macon. You know what I mean? I watched an episode of City Confidential about it and you know mm. he just sounds drunk as fuck the that whole time guy is
0: so- Paul Winfield yeah. he's so drunk he's so in the town of like, right. well you the steamy nuts the quiet right. so you're like sir get a
1: cup of coffee before you record this Legendary actor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Little Richard is from Macon, Georgia. Oh, hell yeah! A lot of incredible musicians are from there. Anyways, 1925, reasonably well-off. She's well-educated, well-liked, but she has a reputation as getting what she wants through charm and manipulation. We're like, what is the problem? (laughs) Why is this a problem? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Get it, girl. Get it. But she's terrible. Okay. (laughs) As you'll soon find out. (laughs) Uh, in 1947, she marries a man named Ben Lyles. He had fought in the army during World War II, and uh, his family owns a local, um, a family restaurant uh, called Lyles. And so she goes to work at the family restaurant. Anjette. She turns out to have a real talent in the business. The clientele love her because she's super social and fun. Everyone adores her. They have two uh, two daughters: Marcia, born in 1948; Carla, born in 1951. So it turns out, so professional life going awesome. She fucking loves working at this diner. Oh, we have a photo of her. Can we see the first photo of Ann Jet? Nope. Um, That's your, is that she your She also died in the lake. We didn't have, we didn't have time.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I forget. We get stuck into the border. Yeah. Sorry. We're, let's see There's the next also, one. This next
1: one is of Hannah, true love. So it's going to be sad. Okay. We're going to go back for a minute. That's oh, Hannah. Oh, Cutie. Okay. Then the next one is of a murderous woman. There she is. Oh. Hey. Good eyebrows. Good eyebrows for the 90s. (laughs) Okay. Look at that fucking hair. That's a a strong lip. That's a strong lip. What if, okay. Wait, she's bad? Yeah, we don't like her. Okay, 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 okay. All right. But I do, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, home life's not going great. Ben had had a hard time in the war. He had a throat. He had picked up a throat infection that turned into rheumatic fever, as it did back then. It was just like, oh, you have a little thing? You're fucked. Dying. 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 So it left him unable to work. He was in a lot of pain. Uh, he had a veteran's pension, but, uh, he, uh, he also was really irritable and drank a lot and he gambled. So, uh, he got so many debts that he decided to sell the family restaurant in 1951 out of fucking the blue, like didn't tell anyone, including NJET. Oh. sold it for two hundred and uh, twenty-five hundred dollars, which two thousand five hundred dollars, uh-huh, <laughs> which was like not a lot, no, even then. And she was like, "Fuck this shit." Um, so but she still on her side. <laughs> <laughs> Uh So she's fucking pissed off. They argue all the time. And so in December of 1951, he, Ben gets super fucking ill. The doctors don't know what's wrong with him. They can't figure it out. It wasn't the rheumatic fever, and they weren't sure what was wrong with him. He had nosebleeds and convulsions. He had to be hospitalized. He goes into a coma. The doctors think it's encephalitis, um, but it's too late for any treatment. He d- dies on January 1920, or January 25th, 1951. He's out of the pitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that was. Have you ever said that before? Never. <laughs> Never, ever in my See, life.
0: Save time. Don't end the word picture. <laughs> oh, my God. He's out of the pitch. <laughs>
1: Yes. So with Ben's death, Anjette she's forced to move out of her house that they uh, they lived in back into her home with her parents with her two daughters. She gets a job working at a new restaurant. She's fucking works her ass off for years and saves every penny. So finally, in April 1955, she has enough money to buy back La Restaurant. Wow. It's not French. Yes. <laughs> Don't know why I said that either. Never. It's Lyle's that. Diner. Yeah. But she's like, fuck this shit. I'm changing the name to Anjette's That's right. So far we like her, right sure. so she but she okay, so you know how you sold it for two thousand five hundred dollars She bought it for twelve thousand dollars so she changes the name to Ann jet's and it quickly becomes one of the most popular lunch spots in Macon. The food is typical southern fare, but people love her friendliness and outgoing personality um, and let's see here da, 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 da. okay so she's um she would uh, it, it was said that she was an a headstrong woman who would stretch the boundaries of acceptable behavior in the small southern town. Yes. She, and that, that meant she would, like, pull her skirt up slightly? Right, like, right. Well, she drove flashy cars, dressed in the newest styles, um, <laughs> and she was flirtatious. So, you know... Kill <laughs> And was rumored to be hooking up with dudes in the community, but there's no evidence of that. So, soon, her restaurant's fucking jumping. She hires her mother-in-law, Ben's mom, to uh, Julia, to work in the restaurant with her. And um, there's an airport in nearby and so it becomes really the restaurant becomes popular with pilots and she meets one of them named joe gabbert everyone calls him buddy they uh hit it off they start dating and in june of 1955 they go off on a holiday and then they come back and they're like guess what we got married so she's got another husband good for her yes She loves marriage up there, <laughs> sweet. Her new marriage seems super happy um, and da-da-da-da, okay, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Lots of gossip and okay, then everyone's also like, she's kind of into some weird magic-y, like voodoo-y things maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> when is the other shoe gonna drop? <laughs> A oh, wait, I forgot to get a story that had murder in it. No. <laughs> no. You're just reading me the script
0: of practical magic. You're just like, oh. That's weird. Steven, what the fuck? She looks exactly like Sandra Bullock.
1: <laughs> okay, so she's... Uh, so... So she would make her friends and relatives come with her to fortune tellers at fairs and would often... Her staff said that she would be in the back of the restaurant lighting colored candles and whispering to them when she thought no one was around. Can you imagine walking... (laughs) In the candle?
0: Isn't that what a lot of people do in church, though? Like, what's... What's the fucking problem? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just make those candles white, and that's Catholic Church for you. <laughs>
1: oh, we have a photo of Anjette's restaurant. Of a Catholic res- church. Restaurant. There's another photo of Anjette's restaurant. Well, we can just hang out. Yeah, we'll see
0: it. <laughs> we'll see it. They're just accessing the file. Uh. Here Steven. we go. Here we are. Oh. Look at it. Cute, cute, cute. Isn't it cute? I do love hanging out in diners. I mean, like, it would be super fun to own a
1: diner. Yeah. I do, too. In October 1955, Buddy, her husband, her new husband, goes in the hospital for a minor operation on his wrist, and when he returns home, he develops a rash and fever. Hmm. Fever gets worse. The rash spreads all over his body. He's back in the hospital. Doctors again. Don't know what the fuck is wrong with him. We all know what the fuck is wrong with him, right? (laughs) It's whisper candles. <laughs> He's dying of whisper candles. <laughs> he fucking dies on December 2nd, leaving Anjet a widow again. Mm. Second husband down. Doctors uh, wanted to do an autopsy, but Anjette refuses to grant permission, um, saying that Buddy wouldn't have wanted one. Which, like, fair enough. I wouldn't either. You know. She's like, it's against my whispering religion. <laughs> <laughs> Within a few months, um, she had legally changed her name back to Lyles and started dating another pilot, and had collected Buddy's pretty hefty life insurance policy that paid out uh, when it paid out. She bought a house. And for herself and her daughters, and a fancy new car. And of course, everyone in Macon was like, oh, something's up with this crazy chick. They all, you know, yeah. whispered. Um, <laughs> Tons of whispering in Macon. But apparently, she didn't care, which is like good for her. Uh, well, so pass don't care that much. <laughs> right. That's right. So then, so Julia Lyles, the, the uh, mother in law, moves into the house as well to take care of the, do- the daughters while well, Anjette's at work. Um, but the two women didn't really like each other that much, you know. Uh oh. Mm hmm. Oh my god, in 1957, Julia becomes ill. Let's see. Okay. But then she began vomiting blood, uh, mm-hmm, and had to be hospitalized. Anjello is a frequent visitor. Everyone like praises her because she just like takes is with her at the hospital all the time, brings her food from the restaurant, all this stuff. Oh. Um, <laughs> what? Just oh, just vats
0: of rat poison <laughs> with yeah. melted cheese on top. <laughs>
1: Then, uh, Julia dies on September 29th, 1957. Fucking, that's three people. That's three. Uh huh. Shortly after Julia's death, Anget, uh, is like, oh, by the way, here's the- Julia's will. Oh. Um, that she had always refused to make, and I convinced her to have, to, to do one. Yeah. Here it is. And I keep it in my low garter <laughs> and pull it all the uh-huh. way out. <laughs> You know, Um, so it left a third of her estate to her uh, to her daughter Julia's daughter, other son. What? Uh, (laughs) And then a third to Anjette, and the reigning third to the granddaughters. So that's like two thirds to uh, to Anjette. Let's add that math up right now. (laughs) It fits. And another third (laughs) 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 Timmy. Timmy. So friends has sort of okay, here's the way it gets a bummer, and you'll hate her. Okay. So friends start noticing that Anjel is being aggressive towards her nine-year-old daughter, Marsha.
0: Uh oh. See, I was trying. To, I was wondering because I was like, are there are there these black widow women who are like weird poisoners who can raise children yeah. normally, Nope. And, but then kill adults. It does. It didn't
1: seem to track, but I, that's what I was hoping for in my mind. Yeah. Don't. Okay. Sorry to let you down. I'm gonna let go of that idea. She called her daughter Marsha, a Lyle's looking son of bitch her own fucking daughter in front of people lyle's looking like you look like your father yeah (laughs) i know i know fuck (sighs) so in march 1958 marshall becomes sick with a cough and complains of a headache and jet gives her the traditional country remedy for a fussy child which sounds like poison a spoonful of sugar with whiskey poured over it, which is like, oh. sign me up. <laughs> Everyone here is like, my mom wasn't a bad person. I <laughs> <laughs> wish my mom had given me that. Do I? No. Um, but it's still, but it makes Marsha vomit and a few days later she's hospitalized. <laughs> Anjette brought her fruit drinks and tea, but they only seemed to make her worse. And it was around now that people are getting very suspicious of Anjette Lyles. 4N. Uh huh. Okay. After three, after a couple of weeks, Anjette, while her daughter is in the hospital, begins making funeral arrangements <gasps> for her. While she's still alive. Uh-huh. Yes. Somebody should have flagged that one. She's horrible. And she like takes flowers from the the room and is like, oh, we'll use these for the funeral.
0: No, not out loud. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Is there like a a gate check at a funeral home (laughs) where they're like, so they'll have the body shipped over tomorrow? No, no, no. Um not dead yet, but still, I like the silver casket. Like, yeah. did they know to call the police
1: on that, or did they? I, n- no. Fuck! I'm and also, so- she didn't know to not say it? I don't know! She'd gotten away with it three other times! Yes. Yeah. It's really horrible. It's crazy. Nine-year-old Marcia dies on the 5th of April. Fuck! I know. She's autopsy though, and the coroner couldn't find any obvious signs for her kidneys failing, but a few days later, he receives an anonymous letter... Which later turns out to be from someone who worked at the restaurant. Um, and she had been speaking to Anjet's, mm, so she said, she had spoke, this person who worked at the restaurant had spoke to Anjet's maid, and the maid was like, gosh, we keep running out of ant poison. No, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> just over coffee. <laughs> what are you running out of? <laughs> Um saying that it was to deal with the infestation at the restaurant but the employee's like, there's no fucking rat infestation. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get shut down for that shit. Yeah, well, not then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably, right? That was back when it was supported. Right. right. It's like every restaurant has a couple of rats. Come on, it's good for you. It's protein. <laughs> of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The coroner sends a bottle of poison along with samples of Marsh's hair and kidneys to the state lab for investigation and, call- and gives Ann Jet a fucking jingle on the phone. <laughs> or is it like this back then? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I think we're, we're in the 50s, aren't we? We're doing this rotary. Yeah, it's this. It could
0: be on the wall like this. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's a big like... And then you have it like that
0: and you're mixing something like this. (laughs) It's rat poison. It's the long court, so you can go all the way into the back bedroom if you Uh need to. That's
1: true. Um, In my day... Okay. (laughs) Doot, 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 doot. Okay. The coroner tells Anjette that he's worried that Marsha might have accidentally drunk poison, and Anjette comes to see him. I'm sure she's like, oh, runs over (laughs) with a bottle of ant poison and her younger daughter, Carla, there. Carla tells the doctor... A story about Marcia and her playing doctor. And then she, the, she says that she had given, uh, her sister fed her rat poisoning. So she made her fucking daughter tell this story about how she fed it to her. It was her fault. Yeah. So, um, then, okay, at this point, Julia, Buddy, and Ben all are examined. Cause they're like, huh, uh. And all three are autopsied and, showed to contain, and show signs of arsenic, as does Marsha's autopsy. A month after Marsha's death, Anjette, who's 32 now, is arrested and arraigned on four counts of murder. Huh. So let's take a look at her. I think we have one at the um, courthouse. At 32. She's 32. Get, like, Whoa! How th- oh, do you like those eyebrows? Girl! That's a hard 32, right? Damn. Look. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Again, with the hair.
0: I have a, and I know this is wrong to say, but I'm feeling a renewed confidence. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I might wear that dress tomorrow night. I swear yes. to God. Is that what happens when you handle
1: arsenic too much? When you, when you have a Shit. murderous heart? Girl. In the heart of Georgia? oh man the names of like the city confidential and like the articles that like they they like you know murder is served It all has to do with the restaurant or whatever <laughs> you know what I mean like it's just all ridiculous take out murder I don't know it's really ridiculous it's lovely <laughs> take out murder <laughs> you know what I mean can I place an order for murder mm-hmm. I don't know yes yes I'll have a side of murder would you like some murder, murder. murder on that yeah Sprinkle a little, whatever. You get it. Could I have
0: my murder on the side? Hold the murder. (laughs) We could do this for, and it would be equally bad the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually,
1: we'd get to a good one, probably. Right after like 15 more. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's arrested uh, for murder on the grill. (laughs) No,
0: no, no. You're you're only clapping because I yelled it.
1: You gotta clap. Did you notice that I very subtly <laughs> cu- covered up the bottle? That you you stuck your entire fucking hand inside it. <laughs> I'm gonna put this. So it's not that I don't love you. I'm just gonna make sure I don't ever touch that again. <laughs> I'm just kind of a germaphobe. Okay. Okay. But she's only indicted for the um, for trial for the murder of Marcia, her daughter. Um, but the arraignment allowed that prosecution could could bring in evidence related to the other three deaths as evidence of her like system and what she did so even though she wasn't getting tried for those hadn't been convicted for those i feel like that wouldn't fly today you yeah. know yeah but fuck it this chick is a fucking cunt
0: so. <laughs> it turns out she's reading a quote from the judge it's a different time <laughs>
1: Okay, the newspapers go out of their fucking minds because of the, quote, glamorous, platinum haired widow. S- What's this? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Especially when, okay, so when police root through the, her house, they discover, quote, voodoo paraphernalia, including mm-hmm. candles, written spells, <laughs> potions, powders, and roots. Like, I don't know, you know roots into the ground you mean these (laughs) no deep gray roots um so she's into some fucking wiccan shit and her trial starts in october of 1958 her defense is that uh she tries to blame it on um oh that she tries initially to blame the murder of the two her two husbands on her mother-in-law and it says she did it (laughs) Um, her mother-in-law killed her two husbands. Yeah. Her, her own son and then her other husband. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> the maid, they, the maid was like, this is not fuck, like the maid was like, huh-uh. Yeah. So, basically, her, it was born to shit. So. the jury takes an hour to declare her guilty, recommends against mercy, and she's sentenced to die in the electric chair for the murder of her daughter. Fuck. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. But um, she's eventually granted a stay of execution because they were like, well, we can't we can't kill a white woman. It was like, you know what I mean. We can't put a white woman to death. Yeah. So, but yeah. but they did start planning her funeral, and so. <laughs> <laughs> but she would have been the first white woman executed in Georgia's history. Wow. But she wasn't um, a sanity that's not sanitary, That Sanity Commission, examines her and they decide that she's schizophrenic, so that means nope. she couldn't be executed. I feel like they were just like, we don't, really don't want to do this. Um, so she's transferred to the Central State Hospital. So she's there for the next 18 years. She becomes well known to other inmates for telling fortunes with playing cards. <laughs> uh, and she dies of a heart attack in 1977 at 52 years old. Wow but they fucking bury her in the th- in the same plot where her daughter and no. her first husband. Yeah, so let's go graffiti that grave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Uh-uh. Nope, this is a comedy fictional podcast where no suggestions are real. Steven, don't you dare cut that don't out. Don't you dare. Send the message across the world. And that is murderous Anjette donovan Wow, that was great. Thank you. Yay. Get her out of here. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. Um, she did not give a single fuck. Do we have time in the bad way? No, she was a terrible person. Mm. Do we have time? Can I hit, do we have time for me to hit myself in the face with a yeah. microphone? Okay, before even before we stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This put your is hands
0: important. down. We have some crucial rules that we need <laughs> to lay down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're for your own good. Mm-hmm. You have to remember that if you come up here to tell your hometown. Everyone else in the audience who didn't get picked is going to hate you. (laughs) This is crucial. So you better be good. You have to be really good. You have to know the names. Don't be nervous. You you can't be nervous. Can't be drunk. Uh Well, you can be buzzed. You have to be able to follow your own story. Um, what are the other ones make, make it a should local be local that's important Georgia, somewhere in, in somewhere, and around Georgia. yeah in and around um, you know just have fun with it yeah have fun with yeah, it, fun with it. So <laughs> like, it's easy it's no big <laughs> deal at all natural fun
1: alright I remember <laughs> it's Vince hi hi Gina, hi, Gina. are
0: you gonna, you gonna do I it are you gonna do it Yeah, I got this. You got it? I got this. I'm a teacher. I got this. Oh, she's a teacher. It's Gina, everybody. It's Gina.
1: (laughs) Hey, This is Gina. You got this. Okay, I got this. Sorry, really
2: quick. Sure. We're
0: just going to ask you a couple questions. Okay. Where are you from?
2: I am from South Carolina, but I live in Atlanta now. Okay she's a transplant it happens all the time what do you what do you teach um well um i'm Uh a reading specialist so i'm not really a teacher anymore but i teach reading so if you have like dyslexia you help kids learn how to do it nice specialized yeah that's how you make that money good (laughs) that good money that education money (laughs) that's right (laughs) do you have a second job Uh, Just more teaching. (laughs) Giving the ACTs on Saturdays.
0: Okay. Tutoring kids. You're just dedicated. I love it. I just have to say, as my my sister is a teacher, these are such teacher earrings, I can't even (laughs) explain it to you. So I
2: had to match. Oh, yeah. There's a pink cat nose. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to wear bright pink earrings to match the pink cat nose. That's right. And I had pink lipstick on earlier. What's what's your last name? Paige. Like a page in a book. (laughs) Mrs. Paige. This is I'm gonna we'll let you tell your story. Okay. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Um, so, I went to a small women's college, not the one in Atlanta, the one in Virginia, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I went to a small women's college in Virginia called Randolph Macon, and oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> Okay. Not now, not now, not now, not now. We'll talk (laughs) later. We hate college. Um, uh, So I went to this tiny women's college in Virginia called Randolph-Macon. And um, in the 70s, there was, so in the 70s, there were still curfews. And when one night at curfew, someone's roommate didn't come back. And so they were like, okay, what's going on? Um, Like, who is, everybody find out where your roommate's been. So, this one girl like, finds out where her roommate's been, nobody can find her, everybody's searching, and they find her body mm. on the boiler in the in a back building called Martin. In a you know what? I can't hear anything. And I'm sorry, there's a science building, uh-huh. and they find her body on a boiler <gasps> in the boiler room. Oh! so everybody's me, just like, say that what? again. No, it's okay. I've told it a million times. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's our legend. This so uh-huh. is you open up at dinners. So, really yeah. quick, you guys. I mean, kind of, yes. Yes. Um, so... They like shut down the campus, and it turns out that this woman, she was also the Hellman's mayonnaise heiress. Uh, Just, just as an aside, that's not an aside. When you said find her name, I like tried to Google her name (laughs) real quick because I was like, oh shit, what is her name? Maureen Uh, Hellman, obviously. Patty Mayonnaise. Okay. Um, (laughs) So. Yep. so um so apparently she had been like we our school was surrounded by a red brick wall um and she had like walked off the red brick wall and she was it was the 70s so she was wearing clogs and so she's like hey so she's like clomp clomp clomping down mm. to what was a restaurant that now but it was the post office and so she's like clomp 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 down there and apparently the sound of it is driving someone crazy. And this guy who had just gone out of a mental institution killed her and threw her body on the boiler. And the way they found it is when they had to be like, whose roommate isn't here? Whoa. And so whoever's roommate wasn't there was the girl whose roommate was dead wow. and my first year roommate her mom went there at the time and they said that they heard like a really loud scream <gasps> but they were just like oh it's just people joshing around whatever <gasps> no oh, women's it college it was not it was not but, but,
1: did they catch the guy well,
2: and,
0: mm-hmm. and he's okay yeah so it oh was, my and it was just a one-off because he was mad at clogs
2: yeah he just really that fashion he would be really mad right now because yeah. they're so uh, back.
0: yeah they are back yeah, i they really never everywhere feel comfortable, so. I wear them all the time. Yeah, me too,
2: dance goes. Oh, right? Man. Yeah. Up top. I'm a teacher. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my God, amazing mystery. job, you guys. Best friend Kendall, <laughs> <laughs> she's not here. Okay, but she's the one who told me about you guys. Oh, so, hi. thank you, Kendall. Thanks, and so Kendall. that's why I'm here. So. Good work. Thanks. Awesome. Great job. Great job.
1: Yay! And none you of us in it. here are ever gonna eat mayonnaise the same way again. <laughs> I'm gonna start
0: checking into hotels as the Hellman's mayonnaise heiress. <laughs> Might want to bump
1: me up to the
0: presidential Um,
1: suite. Well? Oh, we have special guests here tonight. Oh, yeah. Atlanta. Have you seen? Did you, you know? You guys are really into true crime podcasting. Yeah. In a way... In a way that makes us look really bad. <laughs> because you actually do research. They're you real. Pr- you it's produce real. it. It's fucking good. It's it, important topics. Very important. So we want to just give a shout out. I'm not sure where they're sitting, but uh, we, we, Laura and Brooke from the Fall Line are here. Yes,
2: but we stand up. Where are they? Where are you stand up. Oh, there they are. Stand up, hi. stand
0: up. You can turn the lights up. Can we have the lights up, please? Just so we can say hi to these guys. They're
1: right back We here. want there everyone to Yay. stare at them. Look at them! Amazing podcast. You guys are incredible. And also, fucking Payne Lindsay is here. From the Atlanta, where is he? Where is he? There he is. Huh? Oh! <laughs> Holy shit! I'm fangirling. I know, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> uh, so we really respect you guys, and it's incredible what you do, and we're we're embarrassed for you that you have to be in the same category as us. <laughs> so thank you.
0: <laughs> I bet when they do live shows, it's so quiet. <laughs> um,
1: but Atlanta, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this was so this amazing, you guys. Lovely. Wow, wow. I know. It's so crazy. That's so crazy.
0: <laughs> Listen. We started this podcast two years ago because George and I had one really long, great conversation about true crime that we enjoyed ourselves. Uh And Georgia was like, let's just record it, see what happens in her apartment. uh, Believe it was 900 degrees that day. (laughs) And two years later, we're fucking here with you guys in Atlanta doing this. So we just want to say how grateful we are for your support yeah. how amazing we think you are for the community that you are building yourselves um, all Murderinos and the way you guys are joining up and helping each other out and connecting and making friends yeah. is so beautiful to us and amazing we're just like we're just fucking around and you guys are doing <laughs> some amazing work so we're honored to be a part of it so yeah. thank you guys so much it's very very cool yeah. thank you yeah. Thank you, thank Thank you. you. (laughs) And stay sexy. And bye, you guys.